Okay guys, I'm here with Thomas DeGasperi, T-Gas, and this is a pretty special moment for me because T-Gas is a veteran and he's fresh off of a win at the Malibu Open last weekend in Lyman Land, and it was pretty cool to watch. T-Gas, what's going on, dude? Hey man, thank you for having me. No, I'm, I'm pretty hyped and, uh, you know, uh, but I gotta look forward. We have an event this weekend and then getting ready for world. So Dude, no time to rest, no time to sit down. <laughs> you're all, you're already focused on the next event. Can't you enjoy this one? You just won the Malibu Open. It's your third Malibu Open title. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm pretty excited because it's, it's one of my main sponsors and uh, you know, that's that's one of them that I really wanted to win again and uh do it in front of them and with their boats and uh, and and at their event was was pretty special to me. So I want to back up because I don't think people really understand how kind of important and cool and special this last weekend was for people uh, out there who aren't over 40 or who are over 40. Because like myself, I'm a little older than you. You were born in 81, dude. You're, you're getting up there. You're 42 now years yeah, old. And I'm yeah, sorry you didn't want that out there, but it's out there now. Oh, it's you, fine. Dude. You're, you're a two-time world champion. Uh, you've, you've also got three silver medals in the world championships. You've won the European championships 10 times. You're a master's champion. You're a three-time Moomba champion. This is your third Malibu Open title. Um, and there's just been a bunch of other, at least 28 pro podiums, uh, pro wins, actually. So yeah, yeah. What, what else did I miss? What else did I miss in this long career? Oh, I mean... <clears throat> Dancing with the, the stars. Big ones you said, yeah, that's not a win. Um, <laughs> I know it's pretty. No, pretty the big, big win. ones, the big ones, you you named them all, and you know a few others in there, and like San Gervasio and Botas and War Games, but I say the big slams are are those, yeah, for sure. So having said all that, um, this last weekend at the Malibu Open, I was watching most of the event, and the first two rounds, well, the first round. Um, I, I thought you looked good. I thought that was your best start at ten two five was in the first round, honestly. Mm -hmm. And some mm -hmm. somehow you just kinda went inside three, um, came up short. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh I I, I flew from Italy directly to Lyman on Tuesday. I took a practice set on Wednesday and uh you know, it felt great and I got to four in the practice and could have probably turned it, so I was feeling confident and then uh I don't know, in the first two rounds, I didn't get my rhythm going, and uh, I don't know, I was just a little disappointed that I couldn't get to three. I thought I got to three, but then I rewatched it frame by frame, and that was a good call from the judges. I, I, I pushed it outside, um, and then in the second round, I was 39 was pretty good, actually, but um, I, I couldn't get my gates and number one going, so uh, between the second round and the finals, um, I just went back to Lyman's house for 20 minutes and rewatch it because I'm pretty critical of what I do and I love to watch yeah. uh, what I'm doing all the time. So uh, I'm very hard on myself and um, yeah, I went and, and, and tried to figure out why, why I, couldn't, I couldn't do more. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, I, I went back to my notes and then my my little notes in the phone and and rewatch some other stuff some training sessions and and figure out what it was and it worked out figured it out yeah i mean yeah i think one of the cool lessons for a lot of people listening is how 
if you're not careful, you can get um, kind of negative. Like you went out first two rounds and got two at 41 both rounds. And yeah, <clears throat> barely I mean, missed the finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost missed the finals. Almost, you know, missed, almost the final. missed the finals. And so that can get yeah. in your head if you're not careful. And for you, you were able to just come back to center. You have a couple of uh, rituals that you do, a couple things. You said notes mm-hmm. in your phone, and you, you, you really um, focused on watching video and trying to kind of understand what's, what's happening in the previous rounds. And you were able to build yeah. off of that and actually – add two buoys and when it counted get to four and get a full four when it counted and that proved to be enough because nobody else could could match that you know yeah so that's that's pretty no, cool for for sure i you know throughout the years i worked through uh as i said many times with my my aunt and and my ability to external extern everything else and and try to focus on myself and my abilities to do what can i do in the water and uh yeah, I mean, I I was pretty sure that somebody was gonna do four. You know, I mean, yeah. with the field behind me, um, I I mean, of course, you always will hope to win, but uh, I was pretty sure that those guys, at least one of them, would do four. Yeah, I think everybody, I think but, most people were, but yeah, it just seemed to be, dude, it seemed to be difficult. You mentioned gates, and I talked to a couple other skiers, um, guys and girls, and it seemed like gates were a bit of an issue for a lot of people at least trying to feel comfortable at 39 and 41 on gates yeah yeah uh karen i know she had some struggles at the beginning and then uh um caldwell he said you know the 55s are not 55 are 75s before he skied and i was like wow <laughs> so but i'm pretty sure there were 55s but that's yeah. how it felt it felt like yeah. uh, it just felt a little different and and that's the way the, the the lake skis and you know yeah we have to adapt and we have to adapt quickly in order to succeed yeah. and uh, uh yeah it went well yeah uh where did you learn kind of that that skill or that um that habit of kind of trying to go back and and figure out what's going on within an event or right after an event like going back and watching video and and keeping good notes like where did you learn some of that, those skills and tactics? Well, I mean, once TWBC came in, into the scene, you know, it made it pretty available to us to just scroll back and watch it immediately right after you ski. Yeah. So that's a that's a pretty powerful tool that that we have now because there's different angles, there's slow motions, there's boat cameras, short cameras, and drones, and 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 all this. That allows you to really see what you do, you know, yeah. and and to me is like almost having a coach in the boat, yeah. Because, you know, I if either I ski good or bad, I always rewatch it, and as I said earlier, I'm I'm very analytical on what I do, and and like I'm very severe and, and attentive of what I do. Um, so yeah, that's since they came into the scene, I I always been watching it, you know, and I rewatch it. I rewatched it yesterday and and, and a million times, and, and even <laughs> the tournaments that I I don't do good, I rewatch them a million times because I I, I always want to learn. I always can improve, and you know, you tweak just the small little things in your gait, and it, it it changes everything. How are you still staying hungry, um, at <laughs> at this age right now with? With all the kind of injuries you've been through, I assume you're 
your back and your body must be doing pretty well because when I watch you ski last weekend and previous events, um, 39 looks strong as ever. It looks clean. Um, it, you look like a veteran, but you also look like you're still like gaining in a way. I mean, last year, yeah. last year, you know, last couple of years, like suddenly fours are, are like more of a thing. And I know that you're probably, you know, running those in practice. I'm just wondering, like, how are you staying hungry at this age in your life and having mm-hmm. done it all, having done it all, like, how are you still like focused and where do you want to go? Like what, what's driving you or pulling you forward? Like what, what are your goals? You know, you know, you, you come to a certain point in your life where, you know, you hit 40 and you start asking yourself how, well, even before forties, you know, it's like, yeah. how long can I do this? How long can I be competitive? How long can you be like on top with the guys, you know? Like, I'm not just doing it because I'm doing it right. I'm doing it because I love it. And probably because I love it so much is the reason why I keep succeeding. Um, I don't see myself doing anything else for now, you know? <laughs> I mean, this is this is my bed and brother. This is my oxygen. This is what drives me to be a better person every day. And, 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 and watching and learning even at the other guys and skiing with other guys sometimes helps you so much. And I mean, the hunger that I have for the sport and, and, and to be good and, and to do good and, and be better every day, it's what keeps me going. You know, it keeps me young. It keeps me motivated. It gives me, it gives me a purpose to, you know, be a better day, be a better man every day. I think people can look at what you just said sometimes and think that it's kind of like a cliche, but I do believe exactly what you're saying because when you are aiming for the top, you you're still have you still have a chance every weekend to be one of the best, if not the best in the world, and that was proven last weekend at the Malibu Open, winning your third title. But in aiming at a target and having a target to aim at, you're keeping yourself young because you're forcing yourself every day to do something that helps you get closer to that goal. And that in and of itself, by staying healthy, staying vibrant, staying in shape, that makes you a better person because you don't have the aches and pains that you would have if you were sitting around doing some other job. You don't have, you know, the stress of, well, I'm making money, but I wish I was out skiing today. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're right in the sweet spot. You're doing what you want to be doing. Well, and that's the thing, like, you, you know, the water skiing is not golfing, is not football, is not tennis, is not Formula One, where there's a lot of money involved. But I always tell my, and, and that's what my dad told me one day, he's like, maybe you're not going to make a ton of money in water skiing, but in 20 years from now, you're going to remember that you made such a lot, much, a lot of money, or you're going to remember that you won the world title, or you won, or you will remember that you won Malibu Open, you know, and that's the thing that makes you happy at the end of the day. And, and as he said, you know, injuries, my back has been better for three, four years now. And, and I'm pretty lucky and happy. I found my balance in, in things and, and I keep improving. And that's, that's what also gives me like a big, you know, boost of confidence that I can be better than what I have been maybe five years ago. Tell me how much of a part of your life your father is now. In each day, each week, each ski ride. Oh, everything. <laughs> everything. Like, uh, you know, it's funny because it's been just a year now. And uh, I think the hardest part is starting right now. 
and yeah. you know I went to talk to people and I still go and and I thought that you know things start getting easier after a while but uh I mean maybe just me but the way you know I went back to Italy this summer and it was pretty tough because you know everything every day at the lake and it reminds me of him the boat and the, everything you know my ski sets yeah. and yeah and uh, even the tournaments you know it's like you think you think about it constantly and the first year i i realize is more like it's more you're in shock so it's like you know it but you you can't accept it like it's yeah now it's like it now it's started to sink in and now i really miss him yeah. you know i miss i miss the fact that he's not here i miss the fact that i can't call him and uh so it's hard now yeah it's it's really yeah. hard but you can feel that he's with you in a way i'm sure always always like he you know he's not here like in person but he's like it's he's always with me he's in me yeah. he i am part of him he's part yeah. of me you know yeah so yeah i mean there's there's no one day one minute that i don't think about him but for I, sure he's with me and every time you know every time i ski good and my mom you know she calls me and she she have she's happy and she cries and she goes oh daddy's dancing you know <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, I, there's there's no right answers, and there's there's nothing you can say no. except you, you just go one day at a time. But but the fact that uh, the fact that a lot of people out there can relate to losing someone important, like a mother or a father, I think um, yeah, you know they they they're with you as well. People listening who have lost somebody close to them um, feel for you, you know, and and they and they understand what you're going through in some sense in their own way. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's days that are better and there's days that are, you know, not so easy. But um, you can't explain how how it is until you go through it. You know, like for me, my dad, it's what gave me this life. It gave me this opportunity to travel the world and, and you know, being in this house and being in Florida. And my mom, too, like the, my parents did everything with what they had with their tools to give me a chance to be here. And, and I think I will, I will most part of my success to them because they never said no. And, you know, and they gave me the best chance of my life. And, and, and of course I see him everywhere and I'm very grateful to my mom. I'm trying to take care of my mom. So, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's not easy sometimes. So I want to give you, I want to give you a chance to answer two questions. Um, yeah, they're similar, but the first question is you're going to go back 20 years to your 22 year old self and you're going to tell yourself one thing gives, give your, give your 22 year old self some advice about water skiing. What would you say? 22 oh, year old tea gas. 22. Where was I? In Louisiana. Louisiana. Um, yeah. I was ULM. In Louisiana. Yeah. 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 Against you. Yeah. Collegiate nationals. Yeah. Yeah, correct. Just, uh, a, just a piece of advice about skiing. About skiing? Yeah, or about anything you know, I, to do with skiing. I, I, I maybe train a little harder, but but I was training hard, you know, maybe yeah. not enough because it's, of course, I was partying and I was living the life of college. And yeah, but skiing wise is I, I thought about that. Like if somebody already asked me that. What would you do differently? And, you know, I think the path that I, I took and, and, 
and and the journey and that that I that I took, you know, going work with Drew and then find my place here and this all fell in place at the right time in the right spot and sure. And to me is like I wouldn't change anything, you know. Yeah. Of course I could have been smarter when I was younger and to be better. I mean, uh but it's uh I have no regrets and I you know, I did what at the time I thought was the best decision. Yeah. Well, dude, uh, obviously it, it's, it worked out and it's still working out, you know, that's, and we all get to watch and go along for the ride. Thanks to TWBC yeah. and water ski pro tour. And we all kind of get to share in this journey. I mean, your, your professional career is almost two decades long, right? Like when was your yeah. first pro event? Do you remember? Uh, my first, well, yeah. I mean, the Worlds in two thousand one was my first big one. Yeah, uh, I was invited. I was invited by accident, pretty much, because two weeks earlier, I was at the under twenty one Europeans, and yeah. uh, Tangi was his first year in the coaching under twenty one and open open team in Italy, and um, I was leading in the semifinals. And I remember in the finals was Tom Escher. Third to last, Will Asher, second to last, and it was me. Yeah. And I was very, very nervous yeah. in the finals. And I was about to put my gloves on on the dock, and here comes Tangi, and he goes, are you nervous? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, okay, I'll put more, more, more pressure on you. If you win this event, I will take you to the world, like the big world, <laughs> the open world, which was a dream for me. And it was like two weeks later, I'm like, what? Yeah. And I started even shaking even more. And somehow I, I got it done. I, I ran 4.39 and I won. And and he took me to the world championships. Um, <laughs> and I was the youngest of the team. And I made the finals and I got fourth. So let's say that was my first big pro event. And then the, sec- the second pro event, let's say in America, was Trophy Lakes in 2002. Okay. I think... I think no. I remember that. Was that also Will's first pro event in America? I think it was the same around time. Yeah, I remember that yeah. I ran like 3 or 39 and didn't make the, the first cut. And uh, I hurt myself a little bit. And yeah, yeah Andy was there. Everybody were there. Everybody. And Andy, I think and, Andy ran 41 that, that weekend. Yeah, I think he won. And, yeah. and Wade was there and, you know, Parrish <laughs> and all these big names that you always see yeah. in magazines and, and VHR cassettes back then. So yep. for me, it was intimidating, you know? What about, um, just briefly, can we touch on kind of the, the rivalry between you and Will Asher? Yeah, and, and, sure. and where and how, and how that's evolved? Because um, I thought I was really cool. I saw during the Euro Tour this year, I saw that the, the team got to come and hang out with you at your, at your home in yeah. Italy. And it, look, it just it looked like... It took 20 years to get him to come to Italy. It looked like genuine, authentic, real fun. It looked like everybody was just like, like, enjoyed that trip and that that visit to your place like tremendously. It sounds like they did talking to him. So how yeah. was that? How how was it to oh. to be battling Will for for decades and then now you guys are kind of like, you know, more or less you know friends in a way, which is cool to see as well. You know. Yeah. So. I think the rivalry started when we went to university. So he went to okay. Lafayette. I went to Monroe. Yeah. Um, he got, that's the period of time when Will got, in my opinion, I might be wrong. He got very serious about skiing and yeah. what, what he was doing. Um, 
and his training and his conditioning and everything. So um, yeah, and then and then evolved to pro tournaments, worlds, Europeans, and and pro tours, and um, yeah, let's say that for a couple of years. There was a little bit of tension between us, which is okay. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, but I always respected him. I always admire him because I think he's an incredible athlete. Um, and then in the last, I don't know, few years, things start getting a little bit better, more chatty, more, yeah. you know, more, more, more open, more, more friendly. And, you know, of course, once you're on the dock, everybody's an enemy. You know, that's that's yeah. the way it is. You know, we're all enemy once once we're on the dock. But I love that outside that we can be friends and we can be sharing, you know, special moments and even talking about things. And, you know, all you need just a hug. Like he came up to me after one and it was great. And then yeah. I think him coming to Italy with 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 you, with the with the people uh, from HO and 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 those guys, I think yeah. it was amazing because you know jamie bull came and rob and ali nicholson and you know it, yeah. it was it was great um we had a moment just to relax and enjoy italy i took him to some pretty cool places like a little lake in the mountains we went to dinner every night yeah oh it was just great there was no no nothing negative about that it was it yeah. was just pure love for water skiing and and just enjoying time together it's really cool, and you know and what's it's funny cool now. See. My mom fell. My mom. My mom loves Will now because she got to meet him. You know, because <laughs> uh-huh. she always saw like this rivalry. So she's like, "How is he? Yeah. He's a nice guy and everything." It's like, yeah, he's a nice guy. Just intense That's a little a, bit, you know. Well, yeah, for sure. And, and you now, guys are... <laughs> go, go ahead. Yeah. So 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 now it's like after he came, she's like, "When was it? Oh, at a massacre? No, when was it? Uh, anyway, in a tournament, she's like." Uh, you are my love, sending me my a, a screenshot of the of the TWBC. And yeah. then she sent me a screenshot of Will getting ready, and he's my friend. <laughs> my mom sent me this. And I send it to Will. And, like, oh, she cheers for Will all the time, so that's really cool. Well, what's cool is you guys you guys are different uh, people. Like, you, you're pretty outgoing and, like, friendly right away. <clears throat> and Will's yeah, kind of more, more reserved. Yeah. reserved. And so people, people yeah. tend to think... People tend to think Will's, you know, kind of he's intimidating. But when you really get to know him, he's a teddy bear and he he's he's a really good human. And so, just to see you guys come full circle and and uh, that that was really cool to hear that uh, that you guys got to actually hang and get some quality time. In, no, in it was great. It was great. Yeah. <clears throat> well, T gas. Um, before I finish out by going through the leaderboard, uh, anything else you want to say to people? What what a what goals do you have between now and the end of the season? There's one more event this weekend on the Water Ski Pro Tour um, schedule, and that's Travers Grand Prix. What, what are you looking to do this weekend coming up? Well, that that tournament, of course, is important because it's still, you know, can either make Will go back on his on, on his third spot, or I can I can you know maintain my final. Uh, podium position of the year. You guys are seven um, points away. You have 190, and Will has 183 points on correct. Pro so Tour I'm ahead by seven points, which is nothing. Um, yep. That's his. That's where he trains every day. So I'm pretty sure he he knows that place better than I do for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, 
a lot of people will see this event as a warm-up for the world championships you know a lot of people yeah. will come to this event to to practice for the world championships which will be the beginning of october yeah so yeah uh, b- both events are are very important of course for for us the world championships are are, are more important uh, and you know it's a big deal it's a big deal and i and i still want to do i still want to do good but i know that the field is tough it's it's uh it's gonna be very hard you know like the scores are gonna be high and i think higher than the last uh world championships and uh but i i give it my best so just to circle back because you didn't answer my question, but that's okay. Oh, I'm sorry. The, no, this week, this coming weekend at the pro to, at the at the Travers Grand Prix, what I know it's hard to predict because it's Tuesday and that tournament's this weekend. But what do you need to do to be content or happy with how you perform on the weekend? What are you going to need to do this coming weekend to kind of be like, okay, I feel good. I feel like I'm gaining momentum for the end of the season. Scores I mean, wise or place wise or or, or yeah, you know, so leaderboard wise. Of course, I would like to maintain that third spot. Uh, I know that Travers is 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 a great place to ski. Uh, I'll be content to, you know, if, if I run four forty one or if I run like three and a half or or something, I would be happy yeah. because, you know, it's it shows that I'm still up there and I'm not doing anything that puts me down. So. If yeah. I get to four and turn four, I'll be very happy. And then if I end up fourth or whatever I end up because everybody's running 41, still okay. I mean, I'm I'm not far behind from everybody, you know? So, but yeah, so podium a, will be great. I have a question. I feel like you're selling yourself short in the tournament. What? Do you, what? Do you, when's the last time you got a piece of five in practice? Can you tell me that? In practice? Yeah. Oh, like I ran it a week and a half ago. Okay, so you're running it mm-hmm. in practice within the last couple of weeks. Why, yeah. why aren't why aren't why why aren't you just saying, "Hey, I would love to get a piece of five, and if not, maybe try to turn it this weekend." I mean, I I would love to do that, and I know that's the place that I can do it because I ran yeah. five or forty one there at the LCQ last year. So yeah, um, it's a great spot. It's all about getting the right gate uh, on the first in the direction away sure. from the dock. Uh, that gate is a little tricky, but yep. that lake ski is so nice that, I mean, I think running 41 for me can still be possible. Yeah, I think a lot of people think that. So it's we're all <laughs> relieved to hear you say that because you're the guy that's got to go do it. Well, <laughs> cool, buddy. Thanks for joining us. I'm going to run through this leaderboard. And uh, for men's slalom on the Water Ski Pro Tour, we have uh, T-Gas is in third. He's seven points ahead of Will Asher. Freddie Winters in second with 258. And Nate Smith's in first, 284 on the women's side. Whitney's in third, 220. Regina's in second, 248. And Jamie's 20 points ahead with 268. Um, And on the jump side, Taylor Garcia, third. Jack Critchley, second. Freddie Krueger, first. On the women's, uh, Janina, third. Uh, Sasha, second. Hannah, first. Jumped over 190 last weekend. That's, That's pretty good, yeah. That's insane. And then um, she's chasing yeah, rabbit. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. She's chasing rabbit. Who's not going to be at world championships this year. And uh, tricks, Martin third, Dorian second, Joel first and women nearly third and a second. 
Erica first. So that's the leaderboard. And on the brand leaderboard, I think uh, Syndicate's still in first, 624, D3 second, 521, and T-Gas and Good in third, 469. T-Gas, stoked to see you still doing this. Uh, like I said thank uh, you. in the thank text, you. it inspires a lot of people who are over the age of 40 to see somebody out uh-huh. there still carrying the torch and not just not just hanging on by a thread, but actually winning in the pro event, the best in the world. So. Thanks for inspiring uh, a whole generation of people, and um, we're all behind you, buddy. So, so let, thank you. Just do what you do and carry carry your father with you the rest of the season as much as you can. Always, because always, yeah. Because that that's there's a lot of strength there. So, thank you, Marcus. Yeah, buddy. Thank you for uh, joining us, and uh, we will see you ski this weekend along with the rest of the best in the world. 